This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People ask me, well, how are the Sabres going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, indeed. Thanks for hanging with us here on this Wednesday. I am the Bulldog. My show has been out sick the last couple of days. We're hoping for a speedy recovery. Uh, I don't know, fingers crossed, maybe as soon as tomorrow. But joining us right now on the Wester Hotline is our man, Paul Hamilton. Paul, good evening. How are you? Has Mike been hanging out in the Sabres dressing room? A lot of them have been sick lately. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't think so. But there's, it, you know, it's that time of the year, man. There's just stuff. There's just stuff. There's stuff. We we went through it in our house uh, before the holidays. And so I, I guess it's his turn. So hopefully uh, they're all on the mend uh, over there. How are you feeling? How's things? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm uh, fantastic. Um, I waited till the end to get you on here because I, I didn't, you know, I, felt, I mentioned earlier, and I don't know if this is a jerky way to put it. I mean, I know how much you love hockey. You know how much I love hockey. Um, watching the game last night, I felt like, you know, I know we're all fired up for this Bills-Steelers playoff game, and that's where I want the show to be mostly. And I was, I was relieved that last night didn't turn into 7-2. to two instead of five to two or I would have I would have loved for them to elbow their way into the conversation before six o'clock if they'd won the game uh two because that would have been a third win in a row but last night was like the perfect loss it just was I thought they played all right really I didn't hate how they played overall I guess I would say but five to two is just sort of like okay thanks for coming it's another one of these games that'll just go on the pile and I don't not say it's completely nondescript but they didn't force their way onto the show until now, I guess I would say, <laughs> um, if, if that's a way to put it. Anyways, what? How did you see last night? Did you do you agree or disagree that they? I think they played. You know, they played great. They played great to start, um, and I thought played all right and just really didn't get saves and made some big mistakes. Um, I don't know if I'd even say all right. They, they for thirteen minutes, I thought that was the best hockey they played all year to start this start the game. They were absolutely all over them. They are using speed. They were around the net. They were getting chances. They were, you know, decor. I keep saying they they make every goaltender look like Dominic Hasek, and they did again. But at least this goaltender is the hottest goaltender in the National Hockey League right now. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, that's a little bit different. But, uh, 13 minutes into the game, you got a one nothing lead, and you're out shooting them 17-7. to They fired 17 shots in the first 13 minutes. You got the 21 the rest of the game. And um, 
Seattle just said, whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> if we're going to play like this, they're going to blow us right out of the back of the arena. We can't skate with them. We can't trade chances with them. There's just no way. And what has been the, the, the way they have beaten them in the first four games, now five, that was they play like a playoff team. That's mm-hmm. exactly how they play when they're at their game. They got to their game quickly. Once it, once it was one nothing, it was a shame if you're a Saber fan that it wasn't three nothing because it easily could have been. It could have been four nothing. That's how many chances they had. They're hitting post. Paterka hits the post every night now. Um, you know they had breakaways. They had missed. They missed the net. They they you know gave up great great. Uh, they had great saves against them. They were on it. They were winning all the battles. They were they were fast. They were on it. And then Seattle decided, no, 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 we're, we're going to play our game here, which is taking the air out of the game. And as soon as you do that to the Buffalo Sabres, they're, they get all squirrely. It's like, wait, whoa, whoa, what are we doing here? We, we don't want to play this way. We want, to, we want to stick handle through three guys. You know, we want to try to use our skill, and, and, and they're not going to let us, you know, and the Sabres don't adjust. They don't realize that you're not going to get through three guys, especially when they have Seattle Kraken jerseys on. And they don't flip it behind them and try to beat them to pucks or do the things necessary to beat that kind of hockey. And it's just another example in my mind that they're not ready at all to be a playoff team because if you're a good playoff team, you can play it any way you know, the better teams, they can play it any way you want to play it. If you want to run and gun, they can do it. If you want to, if you want to take the air out of the game, they can hang. They can do it too. You know, and, and then they just just hang in there and wait until they the other team makes a mistake and it's it's in the net. And that's what Seattle did to them. And it just was another example of how far away the Sabres are from being an actual playoff team because they, they are not built correctly. I, I, I say this every day. Um, I've been saying it every day for I don't know how long, and I'm just going to keep saying it. They are not built for the playoffs. They're not even close. And I don't know if they feel that way. I think they feel, you know, they they have said publicly that it's just taking some of their younger players longer than they had thought. Okay, <laughs> they're still not they're still not built correctly. That's true. That's not that's not a lie. That's mm-hmm. true. Right. It is taking their younger players longer than they thought. That that is not untrue. But they could be just like for last year, and you might make the playoffs, but you're not even going to be close to a championship team until you figure out that uh, you know you got to be able to play the game any way the other team wants to play it. Yeah, it it maybe was pretty telling. I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the heels of um, you know the chance for Granado's head uh, following the big blowout loss against Columbus and then the big bounce back the you know a couple of nights later with the nine goal output against the Leafs and um you know I, I mentioned I know we've talked about it the the post game and Lance Lasowski from the news asked that long question about style of play and and you know taking chances and worrying about the defense later and Granado said you nailed it and I'm like okay here you know see change time they're going to get back to that 
and I mean, I don't know, is <laughs> that that was probably a troubling sign in and of itself. Because I, while I appreciate that style of hockey and it's fun to watch, um, I would agree with you. I think it's going to be hard to play that way and, and be a playoff team or really effectively win in the playoffs. Um, so going back to it might have been you know, a sign of failure to begin with because eventually you do need to grow into a team that can play, I guess, you know, for lack of a better way to put it, more like you're describing Seattle last night. Yeah, and and there are going to be games in the playoffs where you can run and gun and you can score some goals, and and but more often than not, things get really tight. And the Sabres normally, now they did in Pittsburgh, things got tight there and they, they just kept working. That was a game where there was no mm-hmm. questioning their compete whatsoever. They competed really hard, and it allowed them to play their, quote, B game, as Don Granado likes to call it, and and win because they never stopped competing. They're diving to block shots. You know, they're in passing lanes. They were tough around the net, you know, things that we don't say very often, and it, it won them a hockey game against a team that uh, as I said had a lot of zone time for them but you don't get, you don't see them do that that often and I wish hockey was you outscore your mistakes and in the regular season it can be but you get deep in the playoffs it's not outscoring your mistakes it's whoever reduces their mistakes and uh, you know, play and doesn't get all goofy when th- when things go wrong or right. or uh oh, we got to play this style. That's not really our style. You have to embrace it and and, and be ready to play it. And of course, you got to get some saves too. They didn't get saves last night. I mean, there yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, but they they could have been ahead three four nothing. I would just love to see it to see what Seattle would have done. Right. Because I, I know what Seattle does, and I would like to see them get in a three- or four-goal hole just to see what they would have done. Paul Hamilton on the Wester Hotline here on WGR. The Sabres uh, lost last night at home to Seattle. The Game 2 of a six-game homestand goes tomorrow uh, against Ottawa. So, Paul, I mean, <laughs> I want to stop short of asking you, so how do you fix this? Uh, but, I, I mean, I get a lot, you know, I'm, I'm not super active during games. At least I wasn't last night. But it's just like, ugh, ugh. Um, on Twitter, I'm talking about. Um, and a few people ask, like, what, 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 what's the fix? I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, it's pretty easy, actually. What, what, what's the fix? I actually was thinking today, it's been a while since I thought of this, and I think it, I brought it up, I thought of it because of watching Will Borgen play last night. There are two players, Will Borgen's one of them, who I said, every time I watch Seattle, I go, mm-hmm. yeah, everybody told me that he's going to be put on waivers by Seattle and the Sabres can just get him back, and I knew that wasn't going to happen. He's just solid. He's tough. He's solid. He doesn't make that many mistakes. The other one is Will Carrier at Vegas. They love him there. The fans love him. He's played for how many years for them since they lost him in the expansion? There are two guys they've lost in the expansion draft. And these are, these are the type of guys I'm thinking of that they need. You know, these are the types of player that they need. And it was, all right, well, we're going to save Asplund who was very good analytically and had a good year analytically before. I understand that. And we're going to let Borgen go. Well, 
Asplund can't even get a job in the NHL right now. It kind of after that year went south for him. And Carrier's Carrier. I mean, that's the type of guy I'm talking about that you need uh, that where the other team goes, <laughs> I don't want to play against that guy, you know, because he's just uh-huh. on you constantly. Hit, hit, on you, on you, you know, make the play. Um, you know, just just very, very difficult to play with. And they got to get two, three, four of those guys. they got to get a line of those guys who all play like that. They don't have it. I don't know if they think they need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and uh, if that if that is their thought process, I mean, who knows what, what they're saying behind closed doors. We know what they say, you know, at podiums. But who knows what they're saying. Maybe they do understand it and realize it. I mean, they did go get Robinson, which I thought was a good move mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. It, there was no downside to the move. Yeah, he sounds like the player you're describing to me. Sounds like yeah. maybe Carrier yeah. only in a, a bigger frame. And, and look at the speed he had. Look at the, right. the way he created that breakaway. It was a good uh, stretch pass by Power. But look at the way he created that breakaway just by his speed. But he's not there all the time. And I think he could play better defense than he does too. But you can teach him that. But you know you have Greenway, who 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 is hard to play against around the net, and you know. So let's say you had Robinson and Greenway. Can can you find a centerman who plays similar, and have a line that te- that teams just do not want to face, and uh, just is on you all night long, and and they don't have that. And I think they you know before they're going to become a very good team, they got to find that. I'm glad you filled out the point with uh, the, like that style of player because as, as you're like it's easy get Will Borgen and Will Carrier back. I'm like we don't have a time machine, Paul. That's not easy. I can't do that. That's not going to be a way to fix it. And you uh, may have to trade a guy who's young and has some talent to get that. Paul, type they of have player. like That's... a million guys who are young and have talent. Like they're they're all but they coming. Don't wanna... <laughs> but they don't want to trade any I know, of them. I know. And, and, and you know, I, I think to myself, and, and when I say this, I have no, I have no inkling whatsoever that Yuri Kulik wants to get traded. I've never heard him say that. I've heard nothing like it. But when is he going to finally say, you know what? I've spent how many <laughs> games in Rochester, and it just seems like there's people in my way to get to Buffalo. Could I go somewhere else yeah. where I could actually play in the NHL? I could see that coming soon. You know, as I said, he hasn't said it. I have no inkling at all that has yeah. been said. But, you know, when is that coming? And, and, and you know, because you got you, you got so much. And, all right, so you trade a really talented guy for a guy who plays a role but is tough to play against. I think it's, I think, who is just as important. You've got talented guys, you know, and maybe those talented guys would score more if they were a little more comfortable because, you know, you have guys who are hard to play against. How much of this, like, you know, them not being able to dig in and be harder to play against and play like they played in Pittsburgh, like you're talking about, when they didn't have their – the way you talked about that with Granado even um, uh, that I heard, I, I, I liked a lot. I just thought it was right, right on it, um, that it was just a game that they got through because they kind of dug in. How much how much blame does Granado deserve for them not being able to get them to dig in and play that way on a regular basis? I've always felt this way, and it's long before Don Granado was the coach of the Sabers. And I maybe am a dinosaur here, and because everybody wants to fire coaches immediately, 
And if you listen to fans, the Sabres will be firing coaches about every 10 games. Coaches would get 10-game tryouts here, and then we'd be on to the next one. Um, if you need, in my opinion, if you are in the you are in the National Hockey League, this is the best league in the world. You got here because you're the best of the best. If you need a coach to kick you in the butt in the National Hockey League, you do not belong in the National Hockey League, in my opinion. You should not have to need coaches, assistant coaches or head coaches, on your butt constantly to get you to play. It should just be natural. You should, it should be natural that you work hard and that you compete. This compete thing drives me wild. That's why I talked about it so much in Pittsburgh, because I thought they competed so well in that game. And that's what we should be seeing all the time, or most of the time. It's 82 games. You're not going to see it all 82 games. But most of the time, it shouldn't be optional. And to me, that is, that is a character flaw of a player. And if, if you can't get yourself ready to compete on a regular basis, playing in the National Hockey League for millions of dollars, even if you're playing for the, the, the lowest figure, even if you're playing for $800,000, and you can't get yourself ready to play in the National Hockey League, you don't belong here, and the Sabres need to get rid of you. That's the way I feel. I don't, I don't think it's on coaches to get players to be able to play yeah. and get them motivated to, to that they have to come in and give this wild speech every every game because well you know I don't know I don't the coach didn't really fire me up today so I don't think I can play <laughs> well you're 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 I I respect all this immensely I know you know that but I, I got to push back some like it's not just the speech and the motivation it's it's the tactics and whether the guys there, there's the level of buy-in to what is being instructed and like I'm not eager to replace the coach either um but it is the NHL and what am I doing here? Am I just going to wait until these guys are 35 years old and they're mature and they have man muscles before well, they you can start play? weeding some of these guys out of here? I mean, why do they get to stay? They can't get motivated. They can't play the way the coach wants them to play, which every time they do it correctly and do it the way the coach wants them to do, they're a good team. They're a darn good team. And they usually win when they play. So that's how I know the system works. Because when they play it correctly, now I don't know if I don't I don't know if it would work in the playoffs, but in the regular season I think it would. It, it would at least get them close to the playoffs because they're they're a pretty good team when they play it. Yeah. But the, well, the, the guys don't you, play it, so then you you have to find out who are who are these guys that we hear about all the time that aren't competing. You need to identify these guys if you're Kevin Adams, and you need them get them the heck out of here. Well, you know the answer to that is that there's 20 of them, and 10 of them or more make three times as much money as the coach makes, and like this, it's, it's, it's a difficult situation to be in. Like, I'm I'm taking all this in and enjoying this conversation more than I thought I would, honestly, because I thought I would just be like curled up in a ball crying talking about the Sabers. So I'm grateful for that, Paul. You're bring, you're bringing <laughs> and, enough to and this. And I disagree with some of some of the stuff that Granada does. I I was very happy to see after Tage Tom. And it took him how many seconds to turn the puck over off the opening faceoff? And that was the end of him on that line. And he doesn't normally do that. He almost never does it. He doesn't believe in it. Now, he didn't bench him, 
but he kind of did because he only played what 13, 14 minutes. He put him on the game. ice with Jordan Greenway is what he did. I mean, I yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, hey, you know what? If you're going to do that off the opening, and he had played pretty well for seven games. He had like ten points in seven games. He started to look like Tage Thompson, but I've noticed a difference in demeanor. Kevin Adams is miserable. You're lucky if you get a grunt out of Kevin Adams when you say hello to him. Uh, Don Granado, I've noticed a difference in the. Pra- I've noticed a difference in practices. He's on them, and if it's done wrong, they're doing it again. And that, so I think they have decided to change tactics a little bit. Maybe they did think they were babying these guys somewhat, and and they needed to start mm-hmm. coming down on them a little bit because. That that's your basically your best forward, your second best player behind Darlene. That you decided, you know what, we're, we ain't doing that. Go, goodbye. We're Middlestat's playing here now, and yeah. Middlestat actually was in on two goals for them. So that surprised me a little bit yesterday. So maybe they are changing tactics a little bit. We're we're, we're getting tight on time. Well, you and I have been texting during games a little bit, and I don't often bother you during games. I know you're working. Um, and the Montreal game, a game they won. Levi played great. Um, I mean, they won that game going away, but when that was a tight game, the Darlene turnover that led to the first Montreal, the only Montreal goal, was like, oh, my God, what are you doing, dude? And there was a play also in that same game that sort of hit me the same last night. I, is it the third goal? I, 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 right after the Sabres tie, uh, tie it to start the second period? The breakaway. Where, the, yeah, well, it, that, that's the he pinches in the neutral zone, and Power makes a choice to go to the guy on the wall, and there's a guy all alone, right? That's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, he stepped up and did nothing. What am I doing? Right, he stepped what up and doing? did nothing. Yeah. And and against the New York Rangers, he's he has backdoor responsibilities. He's standing there with Kreider. And he's still standing there with Kreider. Didn't tie him up. Didn't didn't make sure he didn't get the pass, which is his job. Um, yeah, it's just what is he doing? I he's not an all star to me. I'm sorry, he has not had an all star season. Uh, to me, Jeff Skinner kind of got the screws on this one. Jeff Skinner by far should be their all star, and I really don't know any other. Maybe JJ Paterka I can make a case for. Sure, he struggled lately. But, uh, you know, Jeff Skinner's on a 35-goal pace. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin did not deserve to be an all-star. We've got um, about a minute here um, on Skinner. Like, there's imaging, and, like, is he basically, you think, out tomorrow, but maybe not long-term? Yeah, that's what he said. There was imaging today, but um, they were looking at it that uh, he they didn't he didn't think it would be long-term, but he did want to find out about the imaging before he'd say for say for sure gotcha all right paul thanks a lot for this and we will uh <clears throat> quote unquote look forward to talking <laughs> to you tomorrow at six on pregame this, thanks for, this will be continued i'm sure thanks for being a good sport paul all right right, right. Oh, anytime talk to you tomorrow there's paul hamilton his uh appearances here on wgr are brought to you by equitable advisors thinking about today and planning for tomorrow and by relax honda Relax, we got this. We'll hit a timeout here and fire the football machine back up. Chris Mack from our Odyssey station in Pittsburgh with the lowdown on everything that's going down with the Steelers coming up right after this on WGR. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 